Our job is to get you into the Carolina outdoors one episode at a time. And this is the episode now. Bill Barty on this side of your radio dial. Wes Lawson on that side. That was very um, intense and kind of scary. <laughs> That's the other intent. It's Halloween Eve. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. If you're listening to us live via the airwaves of WBT Radio early on a Saturday morning, we are being brought to you by Jesse Brown's Outdoors and all of the new fly fishing gear over there. Now, if you've never heard of Jesse Brown's, this is your first time. We are a store, an old-timey 51 years in the making outfitter of all things outdoors, including the sport of fly fishing. And that's what we're talking about as we have some of the finest lines in the fly fishing arena, including Sims and including some nets with our very own Jesse Brown's label on them. Mm -hmm. So stop by that store at the corner of Sharon and Fairview Roads. That's right, if you're a charlatan, that is the South Park Arena, the uh, largest, I guess, shopping district in our area. Please stop by, but also, if you're not in that area, jessebrowns.com is alive and well for you. But right now, that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the things to do in our Carolina outdoors. And, Wes, just recently, I had someone who asked... uh, they were going to be in the Asheville area of North Carolina, but they love going to Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah. Now, these are non-Carolinians, if you will, so it's all kind of new to them. But you know what? It made me want to take them on a uh, on a path of the Carolinas, and um, they were going to be flying into Asheville, and then they were going to be flying out of Charlotte. So let me run this by you, mm-hmm. and, then, and then we can we can play this game a bit. But in Asheville, of course, there are so many outdoors things to do, but not all of it is uh, outdoors. You have fly fishing, of course, multiple streams that we talk about continually each week on the Carolina Outdoors, multiple hiking trails mm-hmm. that you have there. So I, I kind of pointed them in that direction, but then they wanted to do something a little easier in the afternoon. Um, so guess where I sent them? A place you can do both of those and then be indoors. I sent them to the Biltmore House. Good call. And so I thought that was fair, right? Of yeah. course, you can go to the Grove Park Inn. They have so many resorts and other places. But I thought, you know, Biltmore... Still private, in fact, still private and listed as the largest private home in the United States. I think it only competes with another Vanderbilt house in the Northeast. I think so. If I'm right. But so after that, they were on somewhat of a a time uh, schedule. So not too far south of Asheville, maybe an hour or so. You run right into Greenville, mm-hmm. South Carolina. And what another wonderful Carolina city for them to do some outdoor activities. Now, the minor league baseball team, they have a single-A team. They're in downtown Greenville and a lot of uh, independent, uh, privately owned restaurants that you can enjoy the downtown. But they have the the waterfalls and river yeah, run by Greenville County Parks and Rec right there in town. So I sent them down there, but they were still looking for a little bit more activity. So I had them rent a bicycle Mm. and bike something called the Swamp Rabbit Trail. 
So the Swamp Rabbit Trail is kind of a rails to trails uh, uh, thing that the, the Greenville County, I believe, put in. And you can essentially ride from downtown Greenville to Furman University all the way further uh, into Traveler's Rest, essentially yeah. North Greenville County, uh, South Carolina, and enjoy that. And then pedal back into town for uh, for a nice dinner, for um, a, a walk around the park there um, uh, in downtown Greenville and enjoy that. And then a place that you know so well, I sent them from there down to Charleston, the old historic mm. city of the Carolinas, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, ever-changing, ever-growing. But still, if you want to see a city with flavor of its own, and there are only so many of them, Charleston being one, I guess arguably San Antonio being another, San Francisco if you're on the West Coast, and maybe Boston if you're in the Northeast, we have our very own Charleston. Some could argue Savannah has this as well, but hey, we're in the Carolinas. Right. So I sent them there so they they could see that. Um, and they could go inshore fly fishing or fishing. They could go exploring in those estuary islands off the coast, but then come back into town and, and have all the amenities of a city. And did they enjoy all of this? I hit a home run. Because, <laughs> you know, all of those places have really great food scenes, too. You can really kind of overdo it in each one of those towns. Asheville has you know, become well-known for that. Greenville in its own right, for sure. Charleston has for decades now been kind of that culinary capital of the southeast, maybe even of the country. It really is so good there. But I have to say... It is growing at such a pace that it's a little bit harder to get around. So when you find a parking spot, uh, go ahead and park the car and get out there and enjoy all those little hole-in-the-wall places. Yeah, if there's somebody waiting in line to eat there, the food's probably pretty good. But they <laughs> yeah. have figured out that the way they can attract a crowd is to just have you wait outside. So those little small communities outside of town are worth it. But, you know, Bill, the great thing about Charleston and any of the coast along the Carolinas right now you can still get in the water. So if you right. are craving mm -hmm. a saltwater swim, that water is still warm enough to do that without having to get too crazy with wetsuits and things. I was in it last week. You're going to be okay. You can do this. But the mountains right now are probably stealing all the glory because of all the leaf change, and that's just fine. But the Piedmont down to the coast in the fall, that's when all the animals are active. You know, we're seeing deer, we're seeing some turkey every now and then. You're seeing all kinds of birds. The fall is the time to be outside. Whether you're an outdoors person or an outside person, now's the time. We have great sunrise when you're taking your kids to the bus stop or on your way to work and beautiful sunsets on the way home. It's a good time to be out there. I think Asheville is a good start stopping off point to go farther west. You know, we are a very wide state, um, so... Well, and we're going to talk about the kind of the Boone area with Sam yeah. Johnson. Uh, we've got his book, Fly Fishing the Blue Ridge Parkway. He's upcoming, and we're going to continue that conversation on. And I just wanted, they had limited time. They're from Las Vegas. Uh, uh, they were wowed by the trees. lushness yeah. Yeah, by trees that we have here. So that's fun to hear people who have not spent time in the east or in the south the lushness that we have compared to the aridness yeah, that the they humidity. have. <laughs> yeah, well, that as well. 
but we don't want to leave out some of the places. You've got some ancestors who mm. helped found a, a, a town called Bath or New Bern. That's the famed naturalist mm-hmm. John Lawson. But we have a lot of flavor in eastern North Carolina that is worth noting all over the Carolinas. But part of our charge here on the Carolina Outdoors is to help you find these nuggets of outdoor pursuits in the places and people that help make them happen. And um, I know that uh, right now the uh, false albacore at Harker's Island in the southern Outer Banks is really a happening place. So as much time as we've spent talking about the regulations of trout in the North Carolina mountains. The false albacore are hot and heavy they are. and scheduled to get heavier uh, in due time. And you're going to get to do a road trip that way. You know, I'm glad that you said schedule. That makes me feel better about it, thinking that uh, if I wait longer, they'll show up like a greyhound bus. That's good. You know, false albacore really are kind of the ideal game fish. We don't eat them they don't taste particularly good, so we don't have to worry about that. They breed pretty well, and they are voracious predators. So they're going after silver sides and all kinds of other little minnows. And on their march south, they are just coming in swarms. Sometimes they're kind of like ducks. You know, bad weather, they're better. Um, and it's just fun. You can fish them from the from the banks, you know, if you're on, you know, along Shackleford Bank or along uh, Cape Lookout, or you can be in a boat. That's usually the way to go. And Harker's Island is kind of the epicenter of that, and you have just handfuls of some of the best saltwater nearshore guides in the southeast right there. I mean, just super experienced, patient, hard workers. Um, that part of the state, if you see somebody in a Jones Brothers boat, they're probably going <laughs> to be, be the one to take you out there and, and catch you some fish. But the great thing about that part of North Carolina is those sound side towns, so they're not necessarily you know beach front, but those sound side communities, Swansboro, Harkers, Beaufort, Moorhead City, have such neat flavor. They've been around for a minute or two. Good barbecue. And now I know in the South, that becomes kind of like talking about football. That becomes a bit spiritual and religious, and it can get dangerous. But good barbecue, great seafood, but each little community has its own flavor. And now is a great time to get there. You don't have all the summer crowds. Most of the big fishing tournaments are over with, so you can kind of have the run of the place. It's a great time to head east. Lots of people are heading west right now for the leaves. Head east for those really great little communities. There's some good theaters there. You can catch some live music, really great food. Plus, you know, it is oyster season, so catch a really fresh oyster roast. Why not? Why wouldn't you do that? Well, and just traveling out there via automobile, you have so many different places that you get to go through and get to see. Where we're talking about, I mentioned Southern Outer Banks, but we're just north of Wilmington, and uh, and you get to go through uh, not just Jacksonville, but Moorhead City. You get to go through uh, Beaufort, North Carolina, to get out to, well, to get out to Harker's Island, which I did not realize is still an unincorporated uh, island of 1,200 residents. Yeah. So uh, that place is is uh, s- still a small town. Actually, it's not even a town. It's unincorporated. But just, of course, outside of that, uh, Cape Lookout National Seashore, which has continually won the top seashore in the United States, arguably in the world, is right offhand. So we're talking outdoors things. 
we're talking about fishing, and you'll be in pursuit of the false albacore. But for so many other recreational uh, enthusiasts, you could be talking about kite surfing. You could talk uh, be talking about surfing, uh, um, all of that. Camping on the beach, you can do that. You can take the ferry with your vehicle to some aspects of those those beaches. If you do that, pay very close attention to the recommended uh, vehicle packing lists. You are going to have to be self-sufficient. So, uh, you know, no small cars, air down your tires, learn how to drive on sand so you don't have to pay a lot of money for a private tow truck to come across on the ferry and get you out. If you are beach camping, though, think about um, having an extra footprint Maybe a building your own windbreak because it can get kind of windy. But where else can you camp on the beach? That is a really cool thing to do. It's very pretty. Um, I'm not going to tell you that it's peaceful because it could be a little windy there. Uh, but it is a kind of a unique, maybe once in a lifetime opportunity. Not every state has that. Certainly not one of the states we'll mention. When we talk about the Watauga, Tennessee. They don't have beachfront camping at all. So, um, you know, keep that in mind for, for everybody. Uh, but it's a, it's a great place to go. And I'm glad that we mentioned Beaufort because Beaufort, North Carolina and Beaufort, South Carolina are spelled just the same. Both are very neat little towns, but they are pronounced differently. Maybe it's so we don't confuse them. I don't know. I've never really known. But I know that Beaufort's in South Carolina and Beaufort is in North Carolina, Bill. All I know. That's if, all I got for you. If you're just moving to the Carolinas, that is a nuance to note right away, just the same as Cherryville is not pronounced Cherryville. It it's is Cherville. <laughs> and Rutherford Tun is not Rutherford Tun. It's what about that, that Rutherford Tun? There's a two letter or two syllable town in Union County starts with an M, ends with an Monroe. Oh yeah. Some yes. call it Monroe and others call it Monroe. Well, the uh, first one you said is correct. Monroe, that is, everybody knows that, <laughs> but I think if we derailed we have. our tour of the Carolinas, we made it through Asheville to Charleston with Greenville in between, and then we bounced up to uh, the southern Outer Banks, including Moorhead City and Beaufort, and we got a little bit of a false albacore fishing report in there as it's well. A little, little, little precursor. Now, you mentioned Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville, North Carolina would like to be mentioned because they have a, a small school there. You've heard of it, uh, Eastern Carolina University. Not real big, 35, 40,000 students at this point now. Uh, also a neat place to go. Um, it, it is in its own right a powerhouse, but Greenville, South Carolina, has become this sort of cultural hotspot. really is worth going. I like their little slogan, yeah, that Greenville, it's pretty darn good. Well, one of the best places to live for all of that is the Charlotte metro region because you can access all of that. Harkers might be a stretch, but the rest of it you can really do in a day if need. But boy, a weekend makes it easier. And that's what we do each weekend is come on to the Carolina Outdoors, either via the airwaves of WBT Radio early on a Saturday morning, or via the podcast, Highlights of the Carolina Outdoors, you can go to Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast, download us, rate, review us. It helps other people find us and enjoy the secret that we all know about, the thing called the Carolina Outdoors. You know, Bill, we were in that library not too long ago, and I think it's about <laughs> time that we get one of our favorite authors uh, know it all in a good way when it comes to fishing along the Blue Ridge Parkway. We need to get Sam Johnson on the line 
and on the radio. Well, I got the old Dewey Decimal System out of the library. I have pulled the fly fishing in the Blue Ridge Parkway down from the shelf, the North Carolina section that is, and we're going to bring him on right after this. <laughs> 